Her daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because the little one is a disciple. Amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus' words today sound a little harsh or a little odd to us, but it's nothing in compared to the reaction that he would have received when he shared those words with his apostles some 2,000 years ago. There is a book that I refer to as I prepare these homilies, and this author reflects on these gospel readings, but he reflects on them in the context of the social norms of the time. There is a lot of different, there's a lot of differences between our lives and the lives of that first century in the Middle East. And one of the differences has to do with the family and how important the family was. So a typical family would have had the mother, the father, And then living with them would be all the married sons along with their children. The daughters, of course, would have married into other families, and the dowries from those would have continued to enrich, enrich the original family that I speak of. The family structure gives security to the family, gives jobs, to those that are available to work, and protection as the sons would take over when their father dies, and most especially taking care of their mother. And that's why it's interesting in today's first reading, when Elisha is ready to offer something to this woman and to this man who have been so generous with him, ensuring that he was fed when he came to town and even fixing up a place for him. The servant says, well, yes, she needs a son because she has no son and her husband is getting advanced in years, which means he's going to die soon and she will be a widow and she may lose all of this. She may lose her home. She would have no one to protect her. That's how important, that's how important having that son would be. 
And so in the midst of all of this understanding, Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. This would have been shocking to his apostles. It would have totally and completely overturned what their idea of how the world works. It would have been difficult to have accepted these words. But what is Jesus trying to teach not only his disciples, but us as well? He's trying to teach them, he's offering them an alternative. And that alternative is the larger family in which he, in which the heavenly father is the head and he is our brother. This larger family that, can, that has God in the center of their lives. This larger family that we are all members of through our baptism. Now we, t- we entered that larger family of being brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. A larger family who seeks to do the will of their heavenly father. So this is what Jesus is proposing. St. Paul, in our second reading, talks about baptism. And when we experience an infant baptism, as some of us will after this Mass today, we tend to focus on the new life. A recently born baby is now born again. But to be born again means there is a corresponding death. St. Paul reminded the Romans and us that we were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. So what is this death of our old self that St. Paul speaks of? It means putting aside these things that we hold more important than our God. Our society would tell us that fame, fortune, seeking material goods, wanting to know all the details of other people's lives, bragging to lift ourselves up in the eyes of others, These are all either good things or things that are tolerated. But that is not. That is is our old self. When we die to our old self, we put those things aside. We focus on our God who created each of us and who loved us before we were born. We rely on our God for his strength, his guidance, and his protection. Jesus is telling his apostles, if you are relying on family for these things, it is a poor substitute for relying on your God, on your heavenly Father. Now, Jesus is not telling us that we're not to love our family, but instead, we are to love our God And then the love that he gives us is supposed to be reflected onto those in our lives, most especially our family. The love that we have for our family is to imitate the love that God has for us. 
It is to be a selfless love, a love that looks out, puts the other needs ahead of our own, continuing to seek the better of others. This is the death of self and the beginning of new life that that St. Paul is talking about. It's a important message, but we find ourselves kind of entering into this cycle many, many, many times during our lives, where there are times when we feel that we have embraced our new self, where we are giving to those in our lives, when we are putting their needs ahead of our own. But then we find ourselves slipping back to our old self. We find ourselves being more concerned about my needs, my wants, my desires, and putting myself over others. And the Lord then calls us to repent and turn our hearts back to him and recapture the new life that was given to us at our baptism. And once again, be a mirror for the love that God has for each of us as we share his love with those in our family. My dear friends, that cycle where we go from our the death of our old self to the birth of new life in us is constant, maybe even daily. Jesus does not reward perfection. He rewards perseverance. And as long as we are continuing to strive to embrace our new self, to share his love with everyone in our world, then we are embracing our place in his family, in his church, in his community. And so, my dear friends, as we continue today's celebration of the Eucharist, where that same Jesus that taught his apostles will be present with us and offering himself for us, we thank him for continuing to bless us, continuing to love us, to forgive us, and to give us the strength and the courage to set our old life behind and embrace a new life in Jesus Christ.